In a world where two men with nothing better to do start a podcast. Discussing the pop topics of today, tomorrow, but mostly yesterday. Pop 5 Podcast is brought to you by Fear the Gaming Dead and Groovy Dude. And this time, they made business. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pop 5 Podcast. I am Groovy Dude. I am Fear the Gaming Dead. We are here this week to discuss the top five Netflix shows. And this is fresh off of our uh, conversations regarding the uh, the films of oh. reboots and remakes. We went uh, first with our best and then worst. So then we decided to change things over, do a bit of TV, Crazy even Frankie. if it is streaming. Crazy Frankie! And we have uh, an outside uh, source trying to influence a judge's decision. Fucking Frankie. With, <laughs> with Grace and Frankie being uh, being yeah. thrown in. We're not at that part yet, but hey. Oh, believe me, <laughs> uh, my wife was pitching you the entire I know. time. It, it did Lucifer. not make the top five, but it is in the honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah. We named our cats after it. I am aware of this. They're in the honorable mentions. I still haven't seen every episode. Anyway, back to this. Uh, I've heard make a list. We already know one uh, one person's opinion. We tried to get you in on this episode. I'm going to disrupt this. We tried to get you in on this. You refused. <laughs> not on me. Hi. Anyway. Be sure to let us know what you think of the lists. We already have one critic. And uh, also go ahead and give us a like and follow uh, wherever you are listening or watching us this week. And uh, let's go ahead and get into uh, get into the sports talk of the week. Sports. So I told you last week that I wanted to start including the AEW in our sports because I'm now watching it each week. Uh, look what you've done to me. Yes, I'm very happy that I have because it is it is definitely fun to watch again. It's it's on while I'm while I work, so I'm able to put it on, have it on while I'm while I'm working. So I'm not paying full attention to it, but it's nice to have in the background. And man, you you said it that Orange Cassidy he is he is the man <laughs> to watch right now. Oh yeah, man. I mean they they are pushing him, they are pushing Pack. I mean the AEW uh, it's all coming together versus Kenny Omega. And and it's fun to see the wrestlers from the past too, like Billy Gunn. I love seeing Billy Gunn fight. And uh uh, uh Sting is, is there as well. And yep. and who's the uh, Christian, Christian Cage. And Chris, don't forget Chris Jericho as well. Yeah, well, of course, Chris Jericho. I mean, he's pretty much the face of AEW. Well, I mean, Kenny Omega. Well, I I mean, he's the champion, but I mean, everybody knows Y2J's face. Yeah. I didn't know what Kenny Omega looked like until two weeks ago. See, man, I'm showing you those Okada, uh, Omega Okada matches. I know where I can find them now. Yes. But anyway, so... 
in the match this past week where Orange Cassidy faced off versus Pac to see who would face off against Kenny Omega at double or nothing for the title. Unfortunately, it appeared in the match that Cassidy may have suffered a concussion leading to them having to make up something on the fly. Kenny Omega managed to end the match early by interrupting. Now it is scheduled that both men will face Omega on the 30th at double or nothing. And when Cassidy was approached for a response on this, he simply said, whatever. Yes, uh, he he says he will be back the 30th. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a hell of a show, man. They, <laughs> uh, they do a great job. We also had uh, in in real sports uh, this week, the uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs began and the hometown Boston Bruins had their game Saturday night against Washington in Washington. They did come up short on the, uh, in the overtime. It was a it was a bit of a tricky goal that was let up, but they played hard. I'm excited to see what happens tonight. Uh, they played tonight at 7:30. So yeah, I say excited to see. I won't be able to watch it, but I'll be able to listen to it. I've got my my old timey radio back here. I'm gonna listen to it on the radio. I gotta start watching sports again so I can get some input on this. <laughs> the the only the big thing that happened in that game was uh, they were down one nothing uh, in the first. It happened after McAvoy broke his stick on a shot attempt in the offensive zone. So then they were shorthanded going back down the ice and wound up giving up a goal to the one guy you really didn't want to give it up to Tom Wilson. Who's been a real prick. He's just a piece of shit. He's he really shouldn't be playing. He should have been suspended the rest of the year for what he did. But anyway, he is, uh, he's the one who scored their goal. Bruins scored shortly afterwards. They hurt the uh, the Washington goalie on that goal, so he was out for the rest of the game. It's unfortunate they weren't able to really capitalize on that against the Capitals, but they uh, look to <laughs> look to beat them tonight and bounce back. Sometimes a goalie just has a hot hand, man. Even if it's a backup goalie. Yeah, but he's like a fourth or fifth string this year because he was. It's it's Fred Anderson, or and he's. He's like an is old it? Ottawa goalie. He's uh, um, he's like four, three years old, something like that. Experience than the forty-four-year-old Zamboni driver that got put on the ice Asia. like a year or two ago. Right. Frankie says racing Frankie. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we also have the uh, the Celtics starting there inaugural play uh, play in tournament uh which starts tomorrow night they'll be playing uh, also a washington team the washington uh wizards so that should be an interesting game they will likely get smoked because washington is just on a tear right now and the celtics are not that great they're really not that great this year at least they're trying man oh i know why are you going to ask? <laughs> yep. And, of course, we have the uh, the Red Sox still in first place. Best record in baseball. Uh, they just took two out of three against the Angels, the one game they lost. Surprise, surprise. Shohei Otani hit the game-winning home run in the ninth inning. 
uh, it was uh, it was so fluky because they had two outs quickly, and then Trout was up. Trout's in the middle of a like his O for nineteen. He's not getting anything, and then just blue pit just plops over into the outfields because he's of course they're playing no extra base hit so the outfielders are all pretty much with their backs to the walls and this just drops right in over the outfield over the infield and and then the next batter boom home run win by one it's one of those oh baseball (laughs) yeah that's one of those sports that just in about two seconds it can go from awesome to absolutely heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Actually, you don't even have to give it two seconds. It all gets to the plate way faster than that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, okay. man. I mean, I used to love baseball, but I think I'm leaning more towards football these days, which is odd because yeah. I mostly hate everything the NFL does. <laughs> I've recently come to the conclusion that I'm I'm a fan of the game and the the sport in general that I'm not going to hate on teams anymore. I'm going to have, I'm going to root for my favorite teams. Like I'm going to get, yeah, I want them to win, but like I don't, I don't feel the hatred anymore. No, I'm going to hope for the giants to lose the Eagles to lose. No, Washington to lose. So Lakers, everything. Hold up. When it when it comes down to the last week of the season, as it will in the NFC East, and Dallas needs well, to win to get in. Well, that's that's different. Like I said, I'm going to root for my team to win, but I'm not going to hold the negativity in my mind or my energy towards the teams anymore. Yeah, so you're the odd one in the family on that. Usually, I'm the odd one on everything else, but I am still the one that's just like. Fuck you, that's a goddamn penalty. What the hell? Well, How yeah. do you miss that? Well, the refs are different. <laughs> the refs aren't the teams. Yeah, I mean, some of those refs, at least it's not when they brought up the freaking college refs who have like very different rules. And the first game of the season gets blown by a terrible, terrible call costing a touchdown. Right. But that was years ago, and they've no, that's gotten different. a little better. <laughs> So yeah, that's what I've got for uh, for sports so far this week. What? Uh, well, you got anything for n- news? Uh well, Mass Effect Legendary Edition has come out. Ooh, I yeah. didn't play the original trilogy. Uh, it's something that I just unfortunately never got around to. Been told to play for years. Been trying to. Love that this has come out. If you haven't played it before, get it. I'm a little bit into it now, and it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's one of those games where you get to make the decisions. The decisions actually matter, unlike Game of Thrones Telltale. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great game. I'm enjoying it now. I will have an update more soon on it. That actually got me into playing some uh, Andromeda. It came out, what, four years ago? So that, uh, that's been fun. Yeah. I'm glad it's, it runs on my computer, so I'm able to play it. Uh, I'd been having some issues with my computer. It'd been blue screening a lot, but I deleted a few things and seemed to be seems to be running smoother now. I, I did a whole reset on the PC. I, th- I think everything's in the clear right now. Knock on that. 
Andromeda's all right, man. But uh, if you get through it and you kind of A on it, definitely go back and play the original. Yeah, I, I mean, I have access to the original with the Game Pass, uh, so I could play it. But then I'm wondering if I should just get the legendary, if that's the case, because would I want the updated graphics or do I need it? Nice because you don't get really the updated graphics. You get all the well, you get the updated graphics. You get all three games, and you get all the DLC. Yeah, but I think that's all on the Game Pass too. Just not the uh, well. Anyway, I can wait a few months, uh, and it'll probably be on the Game Pass. Uh, well, the only thing else I got is the D and D tip of the week. Okay, which before is, we get to that, let's just bring up got? quickly the uh, the news about from the CDC. Uh, mentioning that if you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to uh, need to wear a mask, both indoors and outdoors, as long as you're able to still socially distance. Uh, and there are a few exceptions like public transit and uh, hospitals, doctor's office, things like that, which makes sense, nursing homes. And on the back of that, Massachusetts has announced that May 29th, everything is, everything's opening back up. No more restrictions from COVID. So Fenway Park is going from 25% capacity up to 100% in a day. It's, they've already announced the tickets on sale to fill up that ballpark. And you better believe it is going to be full May 29th. You got to put an asterisk on that though, because although the CDC did state this, it does not overrule any state law well, no. or state mandate or if a restaurant right. or businesses can still, you too. businesses can still make the decisions for themselves like they've always been able to uh, I know so don't just take uh, goddamn masks off you goddamn dumbasses continue wearing mine <laughs> until probably the end of June uh, at the earliest so that's, I mean, I, that's my plan. I got a kid on the way. I'm just going to duct tape my face. Right. <laughs> just I'll put a tissue over the part that's going to really hurt mm-hmm. taking it off. But <laughs> the safest route I can see. Um, cats, what are you? Oh, the cats are getting so, into trouble. Are you ready for the D&D tip of the week? Let's hit me with the D&D tip of the week. There's a very important tip, as you know, as B and you both play in the same party. And the D&D tip of the week is have a session zero. That way you can know your world, know your DM, know what to expect, and know, most importantly of all, what your party has and what your party needs. And although this doesn't always happen, we had a session zero, and... uh, we ended up with what a, a wizard, a sorcerer, warlock, fighter, and a and a monk, right? Mm-hmm. Our only healing is from the divine warlock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me, it's the, not the old wizard. Uh, didn't take any healing. Yep, yeah, you, you really can as a wizard. And I mean, I'm a monk. I, the other thing is too is like we didn't have anybody else that's stealthy in the group. I'm the only one that's stealthy. I took thieves' tools in my background. Because we had nobody else in the party that could use roguish-like stuff. It, it's Don't get us wrong, though. We're good at the game, and we like a challenge. So oh, yeah. we'll it's going to be a it. fun one. Because have a session zero, especially newer players, and especially those who aren't exactly comfortable yet with multi-classing. Because 
that's something one of us is probably going to have to do in this campaign. <laughs> See, I don't think I'm going to do that. I, I'm probably going to be the end of one that ends up doing it. I'll like drop a level of the fighter. I'm eventually going to take and I'll throw in cleric or something. There you go. Monk, cleric, fighter, samurai, owl, person. Oh, it's going to get complicated by the end. Well, anyway, shall we move on to our topic of the week? Let's do it. Our uh, dum, 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 dum. top five Netflix shows. This was t- very tough. There are a lot of good ones out there. Uh, there are a lot in the honorable mentions, as we're as we heard uh, earlier from our guest. Uh, yeah, a few of them, mostly from the wives. I'll go didn't ahead. Make list all that they were asked if they wanted to. Exactly. They were they were welcome. We still welcome them. We welcome anyone that wants to be a part of this. We already have yeah, a bunch of people lining up to be on it, which is nice. Um, so let's go uh-huh. ahead. I'll kick it off with my number five. This is the animated show Big Mouth. Now, See, I haven't heard much. I haven't seen this, but I've heard a lot of obscene things about it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you... You would love this. You need to watch it. I hear that. It has it's got everything. It's got the the humor, it's got the gross out humor, it's got music. Uh you like Nick Kroll. Um and he plays a lot of weird roles. I loved him in the league. I've been a little oh, yeah. on and off with him since. Well, he he basically voices like I don't know, like seventeen different people on the show. It's ridiculous. He so he's the show's Hank Azaria. <laughs> well, plus he also created, everybody on the show does like does multiple voices. It it, it was created by Nick Kroll and um, uh, Andrew Goldberg and Jennifer Flackett. I believe Lynn Andrew Goldberg also did the uh, uh, was it the. The Goldbergs on ABC. Oh yeah, a, v- a very good comedy. If you haven't seen it, so, it, so you can you trust go. he makes good stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's loosely based on like Nick Kroll's life growing up. Uh, this is a it's a coming of age tale, right? Like coming of age, coming yeah. They're, they're C-U-M of age tale. Yep, exactly. <laughs> they they have hormone monsters. And they also, um, oh, who's it? Jason Manzukis is in it, and you just know when he's involved, it's going to get crazy. Oh, good God! <laughs> I can't recommend I'll have to it watch enough. It. Maya Rudolph. <laughs> let me just quickly go through: it's Nick Crow, John Mulaney, Jesse Klein, Jason Manzukis, Fred Armisen, Maya Rudolph, Jordan Peele, Jenny Slate, Andrew Rannells, uh, Richard Kind. It, it's June Diane Raphael and Paul Shear, they're also in it. It's surprised Paul Shear is don't, don't watch it with kids, obviously. The animation will make you think, oh, all right. No, 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 no. <laughs> Rated M for mature. Very, very, very. <laughs> all right. So Anyone your... ever remembers video game ads with that? <laughs> what do you got? Uh, my number five is the reality competition so, uh, reality competition show, The Circle, where contestants are isolated in their own apartments and are only able to communicate via text message setup 
via their TVs. And basically, they get asked questions every so often. They get to open up private chats with one another or group chats. And it basically becomes down to at the end of like each, you know, I believe it's week or day or so, whoever gets the lowest rating gets blocked. <laughs> now, the show gets interesting once people start trying to eliminate those that they think is more of a threat. Mm-hmm. And then it's also wicked entertaining because you see so many of these people that like, because a bunch of them this season were catfishes. There was a few in the first one, but a bunch in this one. One even came in as a catfish of Lance Bass in this one. Hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. As absurd as that sounds, she has been his assistant. It was his assistant. Uh-huh. And she has been working for him for 19 years. So it is somebody that it, she obviously had his right. approval on it. He actually appeared on the show or via video. So she had full approval of it. But it was so funny to see like half the people be like, that, that can't be him. Or like, uh, let's say a third. We're like, that can't be him. The other one's like, oh, my God. And then there's like these young people like, who's Lance? And it's like, mm-hmm. I feel so old. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm getting used to that. But yeah, it, it's just really funny to see like people that are like they think this cat, you know, person that's like, oh, this girl is so sweet. It's a dude on the other side or, oh, this dude's awesome. It's a chick and it's like playing her boyfriend or, you know, the guy's playing his girlfriend. And it, it's just so funny to see because you'll see people turn on legitimate people just because they seem too, too good to be true. Mm. And it, there's a lot of curveballs. It's a very entertaining show. Especially if you like reality competitions. Reality TV, it just never really done it for me. I understand the people that like it, but it's, See, it's I, not for me. I've been friggin', I don't know. I've been pushed into it by my wife. But yeah, things when compared to Big Brother Catfish with a little bit of the Black Mirror episode nosedive from Mike with the concept of ratings and shit. <laughs> That's my number five. All right. Check it out. It's funny. <laughs> What's your number four? My number four is the Bill Burr comedy. F is for family. Well, that's why I which, watched it. Okay. Oh, no, you need to see this show because F is not for family. F is more for fuck. Oh, yeah. But it's Bill. I'm not the biggest Bill Burr fan. Oh, dude, I love him. From Mandalorian to, I mean... I like his comedy, but Mandalorian, amazing. This show, funny as fuck. He basically, he plays the father. Uh, he has two sons and a daughter. The One of the sons is played by Justin Long. Uh, the wife is played by Laura Dern. Uh, Sam Rockwell's in it. There's a few good fucking voices mm-hmm. in this show. And um, it, it's basically like in, it's set in, yeah, it's like set in the 70s, 80s. Guy works at an airline. Mm-hmm goes through all those kind of problems, union issues and you know, stuff like that. And it it's about this angry dude that just basically like, like, why aren't you doing something like his kid wants to be a musician? Why aren't you in the army? Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> it's just one of those really funny comedies where in it has spawned one of my favorite quotable lines. I'll put you through that fucking wall, <laughs> which I have used a lot and having recently started the uh, Dark Elf trilogy written by R.A. Salvatore, mm-hmm. there's been a few times with Wolfgar that that line has come up. Yeah. He put the man 
through the wall. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's uh that's my number four. I completely recommend this. It's like four seasons right now. It's got a fifth that's going to be coming to an end. Uh, fucking dysfunctional Irish friggin' family. Mm-hmm. Produced by Vince Vaughn. Man, I mean, it's it's great. It's great. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'll give that one a shot. Uh, my uh, my fourth is one that really did not get the love or the support that it really deserves. Uh-huh. It. I guess it's only one season. I thought it was two, but I guess they just combined the two seasons into one. Uh, I was going to say, I is, thought there was two. Oh, right. I think they did them in parts, technically, like yeah, the ranch. I, I, oh, guess I forgot so. about the ranch. Oh, too oh, bad. Well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the one, it's said is it, it too many. decided. But this is, <laughs> my number four is Disjointed. So this was, this was Kathy Bates. Oh. She, she starred as the owner of a, uh, of a marijuana dispensary in California. And it was just full of that, of that stoner comedy that, that you love. It also had heart with the, uh, with the, what's his name? The, the security guard who was a, uh, who was a Dude, army or war veteran. If anything, man, he was the one person in the shop and yet, that didn't smoke. Right. But th- that dude stole the show. Like everybody else was amazing, but that dude, oh my God, he was fucking funny. Like he would have these like very vivid, like almost acid flashbacks. They were, they were like PTSD moments where he would, something would trigger him and he'd be thrown back into something that happened to him either during the war or before that, because he, he didn't have the best life, but he definitely found a new home with the people there. Everybody there cared for him. Uh, Kathy Bates ran the shop with her son. Uh, and the, oh, who was the, the grower that they found from a, uh, from a commune? He's this oh typical God, long-haired yeah. hippie dude. He, he, Grew up on a commune. <laughs> and went well, to- there's quotations around commune is is kind of you know hinted at in the show, right? right. <laughs> well, this was also the first time, like my first introduction to Chris Red with uh, Dank and Dabby. And oh my god! I, I hated them to to begin with. I I, I really did, but they grew oh. on me. <laughs> And dude, you hated them. I was dying laughing. I first met Gabby on uh, Superstore mm-hmm. and she was great in that. So like as soon as she popped up and I'm like looking at the guy and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'd seen him on something else. Just like, oh, what the hell's about to happen? I'm and so I never happy, stopped laughing. I, I'm so happy that he's on SNL now because he, he <laughs> makes me laugh every time I see him. Oh, he's he's great. Uh, so, yeah. If you like weed, like laughing, give it a watch. <laughs> it, it's it's an underrated comedy that has a lot of laughs and a lot of like a, a lot, lot of surprising heart. heart with it. Yeah, it's a well done show that did not get enough attention. Uh, so yeah, that's my number four, and I'll go ahead and my number three, another one that I feel did not get the praise and love that it deserves only three seasons and left on one of the 
worst cliffhangers a show could possibly be left on. This is the Santa Clarita Diet. This was with Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant. And those two were as perfectly cast as two people could be. Timothy Oliphant, I... The, the way the things he smiles, I would do to that man. The way he smiles in this show is simultaneously the most goofy and most heartwarming smile. He, he just, no matter what's happening to her, he just... He's trying to be this happy, loving, supporting <laughs> he's, husband. He's trying and, to play everything off. <laughs> what happens is, uh, I mean, in the beginning, Drew Barrymore winds up eating this, like, something that's tainted. And yeah, yeah, some setup where there's, like, a tainted thing that leads people to become, like, living zombies. Like, right, she could they're only, still themselves, but they're decomposing. And she can only <laughs> eat flesh. Uh-huh. Or human meat, and it, it's it's such a spiral. They, they live next door to a cop, who of course is very suspicious of everything. And cop was played by Nathan Fillion, if I'm correct, or was Nathan Fillion one of their bosses? No, he played. You cannot forget boss. about him. Yeah, uh, the man with just a oh head. God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Alan Tudyk is in it as well, and oh, he's great in everything. Dodgeball. I think what happens with him is he winds up being the voice of Gary at some point because Gary is the Nathan Fillion role, and then it's uh, it's it's one of those another another comedy. Uh, surprise, surprise! Uh, I definitely. My last two aren't comedies, though, so we can... Not everything is. But this one, the way it le- I can't stress enough how much they need a wrap-up episode or something. Because the way they leave this, it, it, it deserves to finish its story. <laughs> I, I agree with you on that, but there are definitely shows that Netflix should pick up first. One being Terra Nova, an amazing Fox show that was only canceled due to a bad budget, and Firefly. Yeah. But yes, no, that is a show that absolutely needs to get some kind of resolution. It's actually one of the reasons I haven't finished it, because anytime I find out a show gets you know, canceled mm-hmm. before it's supposed to end, it's just kind of like, well, what's the point now? I don't see where the, the story doesn't go anywhere. Yep. It's like reading through a book. It's like, oh, look at that. I'm like. <laughs> I know what you mean. It was great. It was amazing when I watched. All right. And Timothy Oliphant. Uh. What's your three? (laughs) My number three is the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I almost had this one on mine. Comedy that was created by Tina Fey and Robert Kolak, starring Ellie Kemper. And basically, it follows Kimmy Schmidt, played by Kemper. She's 29. And basically, she's trying to adjust to life after having been just rescued from a doomsday cult (laughs) where she had been basically, I believe, living underground for 15 years. Yeah, it was 13 Uh, or 15 years. Yep. And uh, basically, uh, it was her and two sisters, you know, other people that were. No, it was three. There were were five of them. 
or five. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and check because it's been a little while because the the show ended a little bit ago. But so basically, she's trying to figure out how to like how to go out in life having pretty much no experience. She goes to New York. <laughs> mm-hmm. Obviously, that city will eat anybody alive. But luckily, she comes across a friendly roommate who only semi takes advantage of her. A man that's he's played by Titus Burgess and in, in the show goes by Titus Andromedon, the actor who could have been in the Spider Man. Brilliant. It, Brilliant. Oh, you know, he's, like he's amazing. Oh, the Spider Man. <laughs> but this is just one of those, it, I don't know, it's just one of those comedies that like every moment is hilarious because Ellie Kemper is just so so good at playing like that role of just like the completely innocent unknowing like (laughs) it's almost a continuation from the office (laughs) her alien character is almost exactly the same hey man sometimes shows do that oh I know Clone Wars Bad Batch Clone Wars season (laughs) 8 right, sir what is your number two Oh, what's your number two? All right, my number two would be next. My number two has to deal with murder, mayhem, and madness. Tiger King. (laughs) I mean, it might have just been the fact that we were all locked up in quarantine and this just happened to hit at the right time. Or it might just been the fact that this story was so goddamn outrageous that you honestly couldn't have believed it without the friggin' footage that they actually had. Mm -hmm. Like, holy crap. Dude sells big cats because obviously in this country there's not a lot of laws that prevent people from owning big cats, and it's a big money business. You know, two grand and you can get one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, he, so he, he owned a small little zoo, and uh, basically over that time, you know, the zoo kind of went down. He's trying to, you know, basically he got into a fight with a woman named Carol Baskins, and uh, she's bitch. a yeah, yeah, she's a cat conservatist. Um, and there's a backstory there with her. You should check it out. I really hope there's a documentary one day because there might be some shit there. You guys decide by watching it. But so anyway, she basically tries to like take down his zoo. Everything goes to friggin' hell for him. And like, he's having a hard time. I mean, he's got two, uh, two husbands. He's dealing with meth issues. And eventually like a last attempt, he starts a murder for hire plot. Now, I mean, I've seen train wrecks. I love... Yeah, like yeah, supposedly. Now I've seen train wrecks. I love train wrecks. You guys have all seen this train wreck, and I think everyone would agree that this was <laughs> this was probably the level of train wreck from the, the last episode of Invincible. <laughs> right. <laughs> Watch it if you haven't. There's probably five of you out there that haven't. So if you just happen to listen to this, watch it. But. That's my number two. And that one I, I did watch. Uh, I I wasn't as enthralled with it as everyone else. It, what's interesting about it though is that one of the uh, one of the big cat guys, the one from South Carolina, he would come up to King Richard's Fair every year oh, and bring right. bring the big cats up, and I would go to that cat show. So I've seen him before, seen him many times, not knowing I've... the crazy everything that goes on behind the scenes 
same man i i ran into him once or twice at that festival when i was younger <laughs> yeah and i mean king king richard's that's my favorite thing to do every year and the cat show that's that's generally the first place i go to because the the way they schedule everything you yep. try to be at the joust at noon and the best way to time that is you go to the cat show at 11 30 which is right <laughs> next to the 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 fairground where they have the joust and everything and and yeah it's yeah. crazy those renaissance fairs are fun man but yeah it's funny how that ends up working out uh, so yeah, my, goddamn. Yeah, go ahead, man. My number two uh, <laughs> is one that's still going on. I think we finally got one that's still, at least, has no end in sight. Doesn't, isn't a planned ending or anything. Oh, uh, there's it, no planned ending for actually, mine. Yeah, there's I no, don't there's think. no planned ending for Big Mouth either. But anyway, this is uh, Stranger Things. Uh, <laughs> this, this is perfect for us. I mean, we're a couple of D and D playing guys who who loves 80 sci-fi and horror and uh, mysteries and the, the way this story is told, it just captures you right from the beginning. It's this, Dude, they, the group of four friends. It just take my money. <laughs> exactly. If I had to pay exclusively for this, for Netflix. Yes, sure. <laughs> they need to go fund me to get the next season out i'm in <laughs> i don't think anybody has had a, a bigger switch either from totally hated to totally loved as steve in this show either like in the first season you hate him you hate him so much he's he's the 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 cocky his, boyfriend that he's the dude that's in the way of the couple you wish to see right and he's got that <laughs> he's got that hair that just screams 80s douchebag and he plays it off perfectly but then and the kids go from down Newburgh, i don't want to give away massachusetts i don't want to give away everything <laughs> but he he winds up saving the day in a sense and helping everybody out in the end and just completely changing his character, befriending one of the kids and their <laughs> friendship is what I live for. <laughs> Dustin and Steve, the, those two are just great. I, I won't go too much into the show because I know we have, we'll likely be discussing more of this in a bit. So that's my number two. I'll get into my number one right now very controversial hit it um it started off as one of the i think it was the first of the netflix originals uh yeah it came out along with uh shows like hemlock grove which i would i would put on my honorable mentions yeah it, i mean this was back in 2013 it was a a remake of a of a BBC or a UK hit, uh, of course. <laughs> and what do we do better than taking a one season UK show and turning it into six seasons of of our own thing? But this is House of Cards. Yeah, uh, I oh, say so controversial. To watch. I hate. I hate having to bring up. You don't gotta Kevin bring Spacey. it up, man. I mean, the show is amazing. I just won't talk about him at all. Talk about everything else. He doesn't deserve my conversation. Uh, Dude, he he was amazing in the show. It has it has nothing to do with him personally because he's a fucking asshole no. of a person. But we can talk about Robin Wright, everyone around it, Kate Mer, Kate uh, 
Yeah, Cape Mara. Uh, it has one of the biggest oh my god moments in TV uh, towards the uh, in season two. And from there, just basically anything is is nothing is off limits in this show. The if you if you like political drama, intrigue, suspense, there's not much humor thrown in, but but maybe a few times you'll laugh. Murder. Oh, definitely murder. It gets, murder it gets almost Game of Thrones level of murder. Which is, Lots of betrayal. Which is crazy. <laughs> but then you think about it and you know. Probably 70% of this is is real. <laughs> Have you seen Men That Stare at Goats? That story is way more real than I, you probably oh, want yeah. to accept. It's, so <laughs> this idea... Oh, I believe and it. <laughs> the, um, the, the first thing you see in the show is a... I mean, unfortunately, oh, you don't see it. You hear it. Beginning. It truly is a messed up beginning. You don't beginning. see it, but you hear, you hear a dog get hit by a car and he's struggling and Frank comes upon it and tells somebody to go like call the police or something like get the animal patrol out there. And while they're doing that, you hear him kill the dog putting him out of his misery he says and he's like oh he was never going to survive so it's the only humane <laughs> thing to do and that just from there you know exactly what kind of person he is and he never lets up sometimes you need love uh, somebody like that in politics yeah <laughs> not so much the killing a dog part i do not advocate that right. at all no. i am totally for i don't care how hurt it is at least try nope. to get it somewhere to get a medical opinion if mm-hmm. if there's any chance but you need a cutthroat fucking politician sometimes oh yeah all right so let's get to your number one as slightly alluded to dun, 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 dun. stranger things yes which we've already touched about this a little bit one of my favorite parts of this show though is a lot of the creatures and a lot of the things in it are obviously like compared to D and D monsters and so on and so forth. And one of the reasons I love that so much is that's because it's coming from the kids point of views. Mm-hmm. So you get that feeling because you see it kind of like you get the feeling of like the shots of like being the kids kind of being more helpless, but you're trying and you get the adults. And oh, I mean, for, what is supposed to be kind of like a like a homage to so many different harsh movies, horror shows. Oh, this one will keep you guessing. This one, oh, it's so creepy, so suspenseful. I am a huge fan of suspense. And, and heartbreaking. Yes, heartbreaking, definitely. And oh, the monsters that they put into this show, like the adversaries they face. Oh, the Demogorgon. And, Yes, and like the unknown, that's a huge thing in this, is the unknown. Oh, And then, of course, you have Eleven, who, that's another thing that's going to be touching on, I guess, in the new season, is basically child taken by the government, mm-hmm. forced to try to go through psionic training, so on and so forth, only to eventually escape. And, of course, she escapes from the facility that is within the town that all this happens lots of government cover-ups and conspiracies oh it's so goddamn good like it and if how, you like suspense you like 
anything, you're going to like this show. <laughs> How about the uh, the cameos we keep getting from like the, the old stars, like having Sean Astin in uh, oh. season two? Was it season uh, two? Yeah, he was in season two. No, yes. Yes, season two. Yes. Uh, Paul Reiser, obviously. And then we've got uh, uh, Matthew oh God, Modine. Paul Reiser. Yes, they definitely did bring back some of the 80s biggest fucking actors. Or not, not even so much the biggest, but the ones that are... I mean, obviously, Sean Astin is big, but, you know, Jared... Paul Reiser is usually kind of like the more side character and who it's just, he's one of those people everyone recognizes the face of who's the big name in this season that they, they announced. Is it, is it Busey? I don't actually, I do not know. I can't remember. I, I would they announced. Be, um, Let's see if I can find that out. Yeah. I got time to quickly check that out. Yeah. I don't know. But no, I, I, the casting in it is great. Finn Wolfhard is a star in the making. I think he's gonna really be, really be something special. He's a musician as well, so I like that he's got this kind of um, his head on right. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, she's got great talent. Let's see, she was just in the uh, Godzilla versus Kong remake that. It was okay. It was pretty like, good. I liked her in the one before that. Yeah. I mean, she's always great. Don't get me wrong, but I, I just like the role she played in the one before that. Right. So, yeah, so, that's uh, those are our top five. Let us know what, what you think and let's figure out what we're going to what we're going to talk about next week. Well, roll that good D success and I shall pull up the scroll of possibility here somewhere hold on i'm scrolling on my phone oh right what is going to be cha- uh, replacing as on i have my f- uh, my list here the scroll best netflix what are the other uh best toys of the 90s best disney villains best donuts uh best u.s states why not let's throw that one in there uh Best what? D&D monsters. No, I not, don't know. which. One, what do you want to pick? Best D- D- that's got nothing to do we, with pop culture. we got to add more to this list. Throw in best D&D monsters. <laughs> no, no, that's too, too niche. We'll do, we had the... Do uh, you have Actually, the Tarantino characters? Uh, yes, that is on the list. Okay. Uh, Summer Foods. Yep. The only thing we're the only thing that's technically not left on the list is Disney villains. So we're gonna have to throw that one on the list for now, and I will make sure to make a new list for next time. All right. I well, thought we still had four left. Yeah. <laughs> then the uh, top um, top Pokemon. Oh, that's on there. Hmm. That's on there. You didn't list that. We you were just mentioning the six that, for the dice, and you didn't mention that. No, it's on there. You got best foods at number one, best Pokemon two, Disney villains three, toys of the ninety of four, uh, Tarantino characters five, and Simpsons episode six. All right, so there we go. So rolling the die. It's a. Does it hang up? Two. 
that is best Pokemon. All right, there we go. We are on it. Get, this might become a special Tuesday episode. Well, I don't, maybe not Tuesday, but we're going to try to get some guests in on this one. Because I definitely know at least two people that will want to be on this. Oh, yeah. Got to make sure to tell them to make their list. All right. <laughs> so there we have it. A quick uh, quick review of what my five were, my top five were Big Mouth. Uh, oh, I switched over to Unbreakable. Yeah. Uh, Disjointed, <laughs> Santa Clarita Diet, Stranger Things, and House of Cards. The Circle, F is for Family, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Tiger King, and Strange Things. All right. So thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. We appreciate your support and your feedback. Let us know what you think, what you want to hear, and, uh, and if you want to be on a future uh, episode. Thank you for being here. We'll see you next week.